All right. We're going to start, but I have a question before we get into it. And that's because you just bought an Apple Watch, but you didn't buy a new Apple Watch. And you do know that yesterday they announced that brand new ones are coming next week, right? Right. So what did you buy and why couldn't you wait? That's a good question, and uh, it's kind of twofold. One was that um, I've been, I've had three Series 1's Apple Watches (laughs) that have all broken um, due to the screen breaking for some reason, whether it's falling off a table or I was like on a sailboat for real, (laughs) and I fell. (laughs) So I ended up buying, uh, the big factor for me was price and what I wanted to get out of it. I don't necessarily want all the bells and whistles of the brand new watch. Like, I don't need it to tell me how well I sleep because I know I sleep like crap and I don't need another reminder. Um, and another, um, a big thing for me was price. So I did a lot of careful studying of the best deals I could get. And I found that um, the going from a Series 1 to a Series 3 gave me everything that I wanted. Um, I want to be able to get my messages and my emails on my phone. I want my notifications. I want to be able to see my heart rate, my activity level. I want to be able to customize the face. Those are all the things that I need. I don't need an electrocardiogram to measure what's going on with my heart. And I got it for a total with tax and everything for $185, which is to me a big upgrade for less than it would have cost for me to to fix the screen of my series one. Okay. So you bought a series three, which if I remember correctly, Apple actually still sells, but you didn't buy it from Apple, right? No, I bought it from Woot, which is an Amazon company. Okay, so you, first, I think you have to tell people what Woot is, because the picture I have in my head is it's sort of like if Amazon and Craigslist had a baby, it would right. be Woot. Is that right? Yeah, it's, it's similar to Amazon. So you get free shipping if you're an Amazon Prime member, which I am, but it takes longer to get there. So you have to, um, you know, have some way to you know keep yourself from going towards that oh I need that free two-day shipping it took about you know a week week and a half for me to have it and it was really interesting to feel what it was like not having a watch on for a little while because it was maybe a span of three weeks while I did my research on what I wanted and then while I waited for it to come in and I would have these like phantom uh, vibrations on my wrist just because I've been wearing an Apple watch for so long and I would often like flick my wrist up to look at it and there's nothing there so that felt really strange because at first I was like well maybe I can just go back to a regular watch and I was like no that's not going to work for me I'm totally uh used to having a watch but I did go from a 30 from a 42 mm to a to the smaller one what is it um 38 38. and actually I have tiny wrists so I think it actually looks better and I'm I like it Okay, so you're on your fourth Apple Watch, mm-hmm. and it's a Series 3. Right. And you broke three Series 1. Were the, were the Series 1 just, like, made out of sugar or something? Like, how did you – that were they that, that brittle, or are you just that rough on your watch? Uh, both. I actually ordered a case to go over this one because I want to try to protect it so I didn't get insurance on it or anything um, on Amazon Prime, which will be here tomorrow. 
but I have, I've used one of those before and I find they reduce the sensitivity um, when you're touching it. So I might end up buying one of those um, plastic protectors for it instead. I'm not sure. Um, but I think I'm I'm very clumsy. Um, fun fact, like my arms are double jointed, but so are my ankles. So I'll fall, I fall often. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I also have five cats, so they like to knock things off tables too. And uh, like I was trying to update you know, get my watch all set up and had to update it three times because it was taking forever. And then in the morning, one of the cats had knocked it onto the onto the ground. We have carpet in here, so it was fine. But then I had to do it all over again. So, <laughs> OK. All right. We're going to come back to the watch because I think okay. it's important. But we have a lot of things to cover. And I think it probably would be useful to tell people what in the world they're listening to. So <laughs> this is the very first. This is why we have so much to cover, because this is the very first episode of the 29 Steps podcast. And if you're listening to this for the first time, which you are because it's the first one, uh, you're probably wondering what in the world does 29 Steps mean? Uh, and really, this is a podcast about re the intersection between remote work and technology and life. And the name is simply my morning commute is 29 steps. And so I'm not any more creative than that. That's where the, that's where the name came from. My name is uh, Jason Ayton and I'm here with my co-host. Uh, I'm Jess Pingree. Uh, I'm a writer who also sometimes likes to take a break to talk. I like talking as much as I do and, writing. And who likes buying Apple watches? Okay. So, <laughs> so all kinds you, of tech, yeah. Yeah. in all kinds of tech. So we're going to have a lot of fun things to talk about, but before we get into a couple of the questions I had, that I kind of wanted us to just cover. You talked about living without your Apple watch for three weeks and how that was very difficult for you. And I'm really interested in, cause I have an Apple watch series four and I agree. I, I like, it's my favorite. It's actually my favorite work from home piece of technology. And I've written about that a whole bunch, but I'm curious for you, what role does it play and, and why is it such a valuable thing? Are you talking like specifically the Apple watch? Yeah, the Apple Watch. Like, what is it about the Apple Watch that you really like having? Like, what does it do for you? Um, well, work-wise, I feel like it helps me focus better because I like to, I'll like put my phone away or just leave my phone in a different room because that way, like, I can see something. If a notification pops up, I can know whether if it's a Slack or an email or a text message, I can know if it's really important. Like, if I get a message from or a call from my mom, uh, then I know, like, I'm going to call her back probably pretty soon because I have a grandmother in a nursing home. Um, but it also allows me to just ignore things that I otherwise might pick up my phone and look at and end up going down a rabbit hole and waste a bunch of time. Yeah, that I love that you just said that because that's exactly the reason that I use or that I really like my Apple Watch. And this, I actually just wrote a piece about essentially the three reasons that the Apple Watch is the perfect work from home tech gadget. And and that's the reason. It's that ability to focus. Because every time I get a text message on my phone, I look at the text message and it makes me think about something I'm supposed to do in order to respond. So then I have to look at my calendar. And then I realize that something that was due yesterday is now late. So I go into my task thing and then I just get stressed out. So I start watching Netflix for like an hour, <laughs> right? Because all of those things are available on my phone. But on my watch, that's not the case, right? You can really dial in those notifications and it helps you kind of focus in a way that you can't do with your phone. So I, I totally agree. I really, I'm glad that you said that because I've written about it a bunch of times and I think people think I'm crazy 
So no, no like I'll end up, I'll get to have my phone there and I look at a message and then all of a sudden I'm on Instagram looking at people's stories and I, I've kind of for like lost my, if I'm writing something, I've totally lost my train of thought of what I'm, what I'm doing. So like, I think our phones are great. They've obviously become a huge part of our lives, but I think it's really important to, to disconnect from them sometimes to increase productivity. And I always like when I get that notification on my phone, if I see my screen time has gone down, I'm like, yes, I'm doing better. <laughs> that, that's true. You're right. You can, you can use your Apple watch so you don't have to spend as much time looking at the screen. But, but I'll tell you that the other thing that I included in that article, and I'll, I'll include a link to that article, but is my, I don't know about you. My, my favorite feature of the Apple watch is Siri, right? Like I'll, I'll be honest compared to Alexa and Google assistant. Siri's probably not the most capable voice assistant, but for things like setting alarms, setting reminders, sending text messages, reading me messages while I'm like listening to other things, Siri's like incredible, right? I, I'm telling all the time, hey, Siri, remind me in 20 minutes that I need to respond to that email or whatever it is. And it just works. I don't have to pick up my phone. I, have to, I don't have to do anything. Well, what's your favorite? What would you say your favorite feature or most productive feature on your Apple Watch is? Uh, for me, it's probably my messages and my activity. Like, I like when it tells me to, um, I live with some kind of, you know, anxiety issues. So it will tell me to, like, remind me to, like, take a minute to meditate and it'll, like, do it with me. Or Breathe. if I, yeah, the, the breathing and I'll actually do it and it helps or that I need to stand up. Um, but I'm going to go a little bit different direction, I know. So it sounds like you use Siri. Um, I'm a, I have on my desk an Echo Show. And so I like to use that whether I'm taking a break to cook. I'll say, set, you know, I won't say it right now because I have a dot, um, an Echo Dot in my room. So she'll, she'll interrupt us. But I'll be like, hey, you know who? <laughs> set, a timer for 20, set a timer for 20 minutes or... If I want to know what the weather is going to be like over the weekend and I can just ask questions or if my mom wants to call me and I can, you know, she'll just say, call Jess's device and she'll pop up right there. Uh, so um, I only feel like I only use the Siri on my watch and my phone uh, when I'm traveling and I don't have a dot with me. But now that you've talked about it, I feel like I might do that more. I really like how it will unlock my computer and I don't have to put in my password every time. Yeah, you can just sit down, you just walk up to it and it unlocks for you. I totally, totally agree. But so we have three Echo Dot, the ones with the clock on the front of them. And then we have, I don't even know how many, but I just bought another Google Nest Hub today to put in the room that our kids are using for school so that we'd have a clock and some music and stuff. We have all those. So we have three of those, multiple Google things. Then obviously all of our Apple devices have Siri, and I will agree with you that in most cases, Alexa is probably the most helpful. Google is probably the smartest, which I guess makes sense, and Siri is pretty limited. But in this one case of especially Siri plus reminders, that because I can say Siri remind me when I get home. Not that I go anywhere, but if I did, remind <laughs> me when I and she'll know when I'm home. Right. Mm -hmm. She'll know that I'm at my house and she'll remind me or remind me when I get to whatever place and she can use those location and those types of things. So for me, again, I I agree with you that Alexa and Google Assistant are great, but 
on the Apple Watch, I would say Siri's my favorite. Yeah, Siri kind of creeps me out a little bit with the maps. It's like I get in the car and it's like this many minutes to where you're going. I'm like, quit tracking all of my movements, you know. But that could be a whole different uh, series about privacy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, okay. So we started with the watch, but I think since uh, at least on some level, this podcast is about remote work. Let's let's kind of widen the focus. And I'm interested in now. For those of you who are listening, Jess and I have actually worked together for, I don't know, a year or so, well, until recently, for a year or so. So I actually am somewhat familiar with her setup. But for those people who are listening, let's talk about what our setup is for working from home. Do you have a dedicated space, right? And Where is that and what what do you do there? So my dedicated space is less dedicated than it used to be in our current uh, situation. Uh, so I used to be home alone all the time, but right now my fiance works right behind me at the dining room table, which, uh, what did I have to say to him yesterday? He was like, I was writing something and he was like, just talking about something that was nonsense. And I was like, stop talking. Like, like I'm, we're not, I'm doing something right now. And he was like, no, you don't work. It's <laughs> like, yes, yeah, yes. In fact I do. <laughs> but, uh, and then uh, I don't, um, which is in our, like, patio slash living room so i have a standing desk i can go up and down i have a separate screen which is like a crucial thing for me to have a big monitor um i have my echo show which is important for me to have there um my watch but one thing i don't have is a door and that is the one thing i would love to have is the doors um particularly when my kids are home um i know we're in different situations my kids are actually attending a school on purpose i mean in in person, not in purpose. <laughs> they didn't accidentally go to school today. They did it on yeah. purpose. That's good. <laughs> they are. I don't know how long that'll last. Um, but when they're um, all summer, you know, they were home. And they'll just, they got so used to, you know, just walking up to me and being like, hey, mom. And like, even when I was on a call and I'm like, no, like, go to another. There's another adult in the house here that is not on a call. But somehow moms always <laughs> seem to get the, the brunt of, of it. So I would use like hand signals or I've even thought about like hanging up a sign that says, you know, mom is working or if I have my headphones on, they know not to talk to me or I can actually help, you know, drown out the sounds that are going on in the house, whether it's like Fortnite blasting in the background or my daughter making TikToks, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it just helps me focus a little bit more. But it is, um, I've had in when I worked remotely before in a different house and my kids were younger they shared a bedroom with bunk beds and I have a boy and a girl and then as they got older and I went back to an office we changed the other room back to a bedroom um and so our we're actually house shopping kind of right now and the main criteria is that even though we only have two kids it has to have four bedrooms so I have a place where I can close a door <laughs> yeah and I'm not and I can't I have four kids and yeah, you'd be all... like twice as many than me, so I can't. <laughs> and they're all in school it, about seven, sixty, not even like 30 feet from here in the next room over because our school district is doing remote learning until December. And so um, I have a door and it has a lock on it. Now, I don't use the lock, but sometimes I'm tempted because I wouldn't get anything done. Now, we have a decent sized house and I like to work in different places in the house. Some you, 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 you know that we've had meetings and mm-hmm. I'm in multiple different places in the house. But for me having just like right now, you're not at your desk. 
right. can tell because we're on a Zoom call at the same time that we're recording this, so I can tell. But I, I have to have that space where I can sit down, where I like a dedicated space to work. And everyone knows that when dad comes here, this is work time, right? And and so what do you, how do you, you talked about headphones, but how do you create those boundaries so that you can get the work done so that the people who are in your house, because I don't know how I would do that. Right. Well, I think it's easier that none of my kids, none of my kids, neither of my kids are little. They're 10 and 12. I almost, I'm on the brink of having an official teenager. So I can tell them, okay, if my, if my headphones are on, you know, not to bother me. And they, they will generally respect that. I mean, they're still children, but they know to go to someone else or they know, you know, unless the house is on fire or unless, you know, someone's bleeding profusely, then just leave me alone for now. I I could not imagine, I know a lot of people are dealing with this, having a baby or a toddler like at home because they just, they don't know how to respect boundaries like that. Um, So while I wish I had a door, it works because my kids are old enough to understand uh, the headphone rule or I can just be like, go away. (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm doing something, I'm working. I like that though, because, and I've, so I've written a lot about remote working because I've worked remotely for quite a long time. And I've always said that one of the most important things is to have a place where you can shut the door so that you can send that message without having to be mean, like, leave me alone, right? I have stuff to do. But what I like is, and I've never really considered this, is you you don't have to actually have a door to do that. I, I still think a door's, I'm all in favor of doors, <laughs> right? right. But, but the headphone rule, I like that. Like, for people who don't have the same ability, because there are, I imagine a lot of people who are have been working remotely the last six months who are not like you and I who have been working remotely for a long time. So it was one day you were in the office and the next day it was you're working at your kitchen table, <laughs> right? And so in, there is no space in your house that you can dedicate to an office with a door. I like the idea of the headphones. Okay. If dad or mom has headphones on, you know, even if there's no zoom, cause that's my kids know, like they'll always peek around. If I'm somewhere else in the house, they come up and they peek around because if they don't see zoom, they're like, Oh, dad's not working. He's not on a zoom call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's apparently what all dad does all day is sit on zoom calls. So if he's not on one of those, we can, inter- but as writers, that's not necessarily true. Right. Like a lot of your job is not sitting on zoom calls. Thank goodness. A lot of your time is spent thinking right <laughs> and writing and so you have to have some kind of a different visual right I like, the headphone. I like the headphone thing yeah I was like sometimes like if I'm not on a zoom my kids will come up and be like can you make me lunch make me a sandwich I'm like 12 years old make a sandwich or I remember there being one day where like no one would leave me alone I could not like get a paragraph down and I didn't say anything to anyone I just got up went out the door and went for a walk because I needed to do a reset and those are the um, some of the challenges that so many people are dealing with right now because they're thrust thrust from this office um, community, um, you know, where everything is all about work to being at home and trying to figure out. Like that's how my fiance is. He worked um, he works downtown, and now they're thinking they're probably not going to go back until next year. You know, so I, that's been a huge difference for him, and it's been interesting for us to kind of watch each other each other's work lives because I don't think neither of us had a real big of an idea of what the other did. <laughs> I think that that's true. I think you're absolutely right that, that, cause I think that's probably somewhat true for my family as well, that it, 
when everyone leaves the house and then they come home and dad is just still there, it's like, what did you do all day? But now that they've been home, they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's kind of a, a lot, but they still don't have the context. And I can imagine for people who were used to having like, this is what happened with our kids. When you're a kid, a student, child, whatever, grade school or element, you know, high school student, there's like this virtual, not virtual, there's an actual cue that you walk into a building in the morning and it's school time, right? So you go to your classroom and mentally and whatever you prepare yourself, the same thing's true with an office. You get up, you get dressed, you leave the house, you go into an office, you sit down at your desk and it's it's very obvious that it's time to work, right? This is where I work. But when all of a sudden you have to work from home, it's uh, it's you get up, you walk 29 steps to your office like I do and it's like, all right, well, I guess this is work. <laughs> this doesn't feel any different than not work. So I, th- I think that that's a challenge. Not that you, he's not on the podcast, but are there things that he has done to try to create that for himself that you know of? He's like the, the calmest person, uh, least bothered person ever. So I think, you know, he's just happy. He got a, a chair and he, um, sits at our table. Like I would not like his, his setup, uh, every once in a while like I'll offer it if I'm not going to work at my desk I'll offer him my desk and he's like no I'm cool here he doesn't even have a like a stand for his monitor it's like set up against some candle pillars or something and then we like on the weekends we take it down so we can actually have a dining room table that you know we can eat at as a family <laughs> uh, yeah I, I I can't do that <laughs> yeah I don't I, I, I have a lot of empathy empathy for that so what okay we're we're kind of getting into the season of the year when lots of new technology is coming out. So obviously there's a lot of smartphones in theory sometime next month, we should probably see a new iPhone. Um, there's all kinds of new devices coming out. Are there things that you wish you had for your environment? Like I, you had no idea this question was coming. So I'm just curious, like when you look out at what's, is there something where you think you know this would just make work so much easier um okay I kind of wish that I had two monitors but I I mean I have two monitors I just can't I have a MacBook Air so I can't do that unless I got some you know real elaborate way I've researched ways to try to do that and then I, I uh, don't think that that would happen um obviously I would like a door that's not technology um you know, I don't really know. Like, I, I, I'm not, I, okay, I want a new computer because I have a MacBook Air and it's a 2015 and sometimes it's a little bit slower. I prefer to have a MacBook Pro because they're more just more powerful. Um, but that's not necessarily something new, but a brand new computer would be awesome. Um, okay, so if you're, if you're still rocking a 2015 MacBook Air, even a 2020 MacBook Air would be like it wouldn't even seem like you're using the same kind of computer. It'd be no, so much it faster wouldn't. for yeah, you. Yeah, I can't even do the cool zoom backgrounds on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know that the computer you're using is 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 pretty old. So you, that's good because you don't you don't have to upgrade all the way up to like a MacBook Pro. Which I mean, that's what I use a 13 inch MacBook Pro, and that's awesome. I have no complaints about it by any means. But I also use it for editing podcast or video and that kind of stuff. But so. For you, when you think about the work you're able to get done with the machine that you have and the benefit that might exist if you were to get a new one, how how does that shake out for you? Is it just based on 
okay, well, if I save enough money, I'll buy one? Or is it is there some like equation in your head that says this would be worth this much more in productivity that it's worth? Because I think that's a question a lot of people are probably trying to figure out for themselves. Right. Yeah. Um, it's not like – right now there's other things I'd rather spend my money on because – I worked on, and you helped me with this, like getting my computer cleaned up so I had more space. So I got the clean my, I bought the annual subscription to the clean my Mac, and now I'm not getting all those constant reminders that, uh, oh, you're almost out of disk space and things running so slowly. But that was on a and just <laughs> And just to be clear, that's not even a, that's not, they're not a sponsor. That's not even a plug. She actually paid for it. That's <laughs> like, we, that was just a real, like, a really useful thing for you. Yeah, it was super useful. Things run a lot faster. but. The biggest thing for me is like, okay, if I get to a point where it's infecting my work because my computer's running too slowly or it's freezing too much, then I that's when I like bite the bullet and just say, okay, I'm gonna go buy, you know, dip into savings and buy a new one. Uh, but I'm just not to I'm not to that point yet. This is still working. This is still working fine for me. Let's see, I, I, and I actually like. I'll be honest, I'm. I I won't I shouldn't tell my wife this. She can probably hear me in the next room. But I, I get envious of that because I'm the opposite. I can't. It's like oh, the new shiny thing is here. I have like, and I somehow get this anxiety that I must be missing out because I don't have. <laughs> you have like technology FOMO. Like <laughs> I, yeah, yes. Now I mean, granted, I have a lot of technology because I review technology and I write about technology. That's my day job. I spend a lot of time. I have, as I look around, it's embarrassing how many things are sitting on my desk right now that I'm supposed to be reviewing because that's what I do every day. But even, and that's fun. I like, but it's not the same as that, you know, opening the box for the first time and (laughs) take it by my wife's laptop. She has an older MacBook. Well, she had an older MacBook Air than you. And finally, we were like, this is, we did the clean my Mac thing and it was just not working well enough. And so, especially with the school from home that's happening, we bought her a new MacBook Air and it was crazy because my MacBook Pro is at least three or four times more powerful than that. But I was like, oh, she's getting a new one. <laughs> I was like, I found myself, <laughs> it was bad. I was like, so I, I'm, I'm admitting this is something that our listeners are going to learn about me is that when it comes to new technology that I have this yeah, I like shiny. Yeah, I'm. Buttons. I know I. I'm less that way than I used to be, but I still am. Uh, like when I, I was, you know, pre-ordered my Apple Watch the first time I got one. I always wanted something new. I had a Google Home, and I decided I wanted to switch to um, the Amazon devices. Sorry, still can't say say her name in here. I should have just unplugged it, um, but. And which I decided, and then I decided I like that one better. And I'm always like, I bought a, I bought a smart TV this year. So I mean, we're only, um, we're a streaming only household. We don't do cable. And so we're at Best Buy one day, which I mean, I love technology, so I'll be in there forever. And I'm like, this giant smart TV only cost $350. I'm like, why? How? TVs are supposed to be thousands of dollars. And I was like, is it just for the remote or what's going on here? <laughs> so they're like, no, this is actually how much it costs. And I was like, it's amazing. I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I'm we won't even get into TVs because all of our TVs are significantly older than that. But you, I did have, so for example, when the new 
watch come, you obviously just bought an Apple Watch, but like when the new one comes out, are you gonna feel like, oh, I should have waited? I should I should have considered the newest fancy one. I mean, obviously you went from a one to a three, which is a pretty big difference. So for you, it probably is like this is this is awesome and new. I, the one, <clears throat> the Apple Watch Series One, was a pretty creative piece of technology, but it wasn't exceptionally good, right? It tried to do a lot of things and it didn't do any of them really well. So the series three is a much more refined. So it probably feels like yeah, a big difference. And no, I don't feel like I'll be missing out. Cause what are the costs? Like six, 700 bucks. Oh, they'll probably, they'll probably have the Wi-Fi only for three ninety nine. Yeah. I just, no, I'm, I don't, I'm not feeling it because I like, because I know about the things that it will do for me. And those are features that I don't need. It's like I have a friend that wouldn't pay extra for automatic locks on his car because he was like, that doesn't matter to me. <laughs> they save money. I'm like, wow, you know, this is, this was like back in 2015. I'm like, wow, you know that like I'm surprised you were able to find a car without <laughs> yeah, I automatic didn't, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, do you have a window crank too? <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> I didn't uh, know that was a. I didn't even know that was a thing. But you did switch from, like you said, you switched from the Google Assistant stuff mm-hmm. to the. We'll call her Gertrude instead of because that way we won't set anything off. But what? So what? What was it that you liked better about the Amazon stuff? Well, I really wanted to try out the Echo Show, and I don't live near any um, any of my family. Um, so my brother and I, like when they first introduced it, the Echo Show, they were doing a deal that if you bought two, you could get a hundred dollars off. And so we bought two of them, um, and you know, we both saved a little bit of money. Um, and we were like, okay, this is going to help us stay in touch better. And I had some problems with the Google assistant and this, I got it when it was brand new. It was sometimes it was just like, it would not listen to me. And I was just like, Shut up! Shut up! Google, stop! But you have kids, so that shouldn't be that strange of a feeling for you. Oh yeah, I love repeating myself. It's one of my favorite things in the world. (laughs) I said no. I said now, mom. I said now. (laughs) Like you know, I don't. I hate to repeat myself, and I usually I find that Gertrude, um, she, um, she responds better even though sometimes she does seem pretty dumb like she's like hmm i don't know about that and i'm like well she's also more polite she's like always telling me like saying hope you have a great day and good morning have a good weekend so she's more of a friend than she is a piece of technology for you that sounds really really sad (laughs) but it's not though because when you work from home you have to do what you can to create that I mean, like it it is different right that's probably why i moved it to my desk because i can actually talk to her and she helps me stay connected with the outside world or sometimes you know like on the echo show it will tell you it's like it'll flash up little stories sometimes and i'm like oh yeah i do want to hear about that or you know uh so sometimes i'll like take a break and you know listen to a video or watch a story um when because i used to have it in the kitchen and now I'm since I moved it to my desk, I do interact with it more, obviously. So do you have do you have it connected to things like your lights or your I mean, is it does it do all those types of things or is it purely it sits on your desk, plays music and says nice things? Um, I don't have it. I've had it connected to lights before. I've had it connected to my thermostat before. Um, I moved well, like over two years ago now. <laughs> So we, I don't have that set that set up here. 
because we have a regular thermostat here. That's a different piece of technology I'm looking for is um, what kind of new thermostat I want. See, um, that was why that was why the Google. So we have a Nest. We had a Nest from when Nest was just now like an original Nest. And when we replaced our furnace years ago, they threw in a Nest. I was like, sweet, because I, honestly, I really wanted one. I just like the fact, honestly, that it had been you know, designed by the same person that designed the iPod. So that to me meant that it had to be cool. But so we have multiple Google, like there's a little hub sitting, one of the minis sitting over here and we have the Google Nest. Google is really bad at naming things, by the way, but we have the Google Nest Home Max upstairs and that has a camera. We have a mini, a smaller one in, in the kids' room, in the, we call it the classroom or I call it the classroom now. But the thing I like the best about it is setting up, like all of the lights in my office here are all controlled by Google. Uh, not all of them, but a lot of the lights upstairs. And when we tried to, since we put those Echo Dots with the clock, I think that's what it's called. Amazon's not any better at naming things, apparently. But when we put those in the kids' room, I tried to connect the lights in their room, but you had to have like a, a hub or some kind of a big, like you had to have all these other components. Like you had to have a plug that the lamp went into in order for the light, the light bulb to work. Yeah. And that just seemed way too complicated for me where I just, all these GEC by GE lights in this room. Hey, Google, turn off the lights in the office. And it's dark in here, right? Like it just worked. Hey, Google, turn on the lights in the office because it's really dark in here. Um, she's, she's not listening now. See, I told was, you. That, there, see, now she's listening. She, <laughs> she brought him back. So, but it, but if I forget, if I'm upstairs, I can see on my phone in the Google Home app, like, oh, there's lights on in the office, and I can just turn them off, which is kind of uh, cool. So, yeah. So I don't know. I like. To, I just. I like to use them. Um, I like make groups. So if like it's time for dinner, I can just like I have a group for kids because my kids both have one in their room, um, and they use them as their alarms and weather and whatever else. I don't know. <laughs> and I'll like, hey, it's I, time I, for, I'll tell them it's time for dinner or to get out here. Or they can also call mine, um, which I call parents. And so yes. they can say, they can say, Gertrude called, you know, yes. drop, drop in on parents. And I'll be like, yes, what do you need? <laughs> yeah, I, I will agree that. So we, again, it's weird because based on the level of our house, we have a different <laughs> smart home technology. But I, and we don't have any. Alexa, excuse me, Gertrude devices on our main level of our house. But I do have the app on my phone and I do particularly enjoy sending them announcements in the mm -hmm. morning when it's time to, I mean, like, get up, you lazy people, the kitchen is closing or something like that. Right. And it broadcasts to all their devices. Mm -hmm. And the other morning they wouldn't get up. And my wife thought it was cruel. I just started playing music in all of their rooms. That's awesome. Really loud. <laughs> and I could hear all the kids upstairs saying... Gertrude, stop. I mean, they weren't saying Gertrude, obviously. Like, stop right. playing music. And they're like, Dad. I'm like, she doesn't respond to Dad. And right now, neither do I. You have to get up and come down here. And talk. So <laughs> I will say I do like that part. And then they can send messages back and forth, too. Yeah, my daughter likes to um, set it to wake up to certain to certain music uh, rather than the general alarm that Gertrude provides. It yes. just, like, helps her, helps her morning. So. Yes, for a long time, our... She's a fifth grader now. Her morning alarm was the Star Wars theme song. So you could be awesome. downstairs and all of a sudden you'd hear, da 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 da, da <laughs> you know, and, the, and you'd hear that going off. And okay, Macy's getting up now. So yeah. 
So, all right. Yeah, I would agree. That, but they each have their own quirks. Like, I think that Google is way, way better at controlling the smart home pieces. You know, the one that sits in our kitchen is the big one with the screen. It's kind of like the show that you have only, I think it's a little bit bigger. You can say to that one, you know, hey, Google, play CNN on the living room TV. And because there's a Chromecast attached to it, and we do the same thing, we don't pay for cable. We have internet and then we use like Hulu um, for actual TV. But so that's kind of cool. Like you can just control it, you can control everything in your house with your voice, except for your children, right? As we've, if we've realized <laughs> you cannot control your children with your voice. So, all right. So I feel like we've covered a lot. If we didn't get into the schedule, like you just mentioned, um, but I think we could definitely cover that next week because I think that's a super helpful thing for people. Like, how do you structure your day when you don't walk into an office or when no one is necessarily saying this is how you should structure your structure your day? Do you have any like just quick tips on that? Yeah, um, the biggest tip for me is I think you have to uh, find out what works for you because it's not the same for everyone. And like, just like one small example is that if you're working in an office, you usually get up and shower and you go and to you drive to work and you sit down. Um, for me, I like to get right into it in the morning and I like taking a shower and stuff to be a break where I kind of refocus and rather than so, but some people cannot work without, you know, showering first and, you know, getting themselves ready like they're going to an office or like taking, um, taking intentional breaks, like I'll forget to eat lunch when kids don't see other people <laughs> eating lunch around me when my kids aren't home anyway, but kind of it's like making your own schedule and finding out what works best for you because everyone's a little different, but I could tell you right. about all my work, uh, my schedule quirks at, a, at another time. <laughs> all right. I think that's a good idea. I think we should, that's a good thing for us to start with next time. So we'll wrap this up. Thank you for everyone who was uh, generous enough to listen to us this very first episode of the 29 Steps podcast. We'll be back again next week and uh, we'll see you then.